Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. If you haven't already, we invite you to join our Patreon team. This is a way for you to support this podcast and help bring this storytelling world to life for this season and beyond. And we have some thank you gifts as a token of our appreciation. Visit patreon.com slash mooseverse to learn more and to join the Mooseverse Patreon team. In the magical land, Montgomery the Moose and friends became separated. Phoebe came through first, but so far, no one knows where she is. Meanwhile, Montgomery the Mouse and Tamar met a dragon who called himself the Scary Stanley. Montgomery the Moose met a Labrador Retriever made entirely of chocolate, a chocolate lab, who said Montgomery was legendary in this land. Elsewhere, Roger the Raccoon drank water from a stream which embiggened her to many, many times her usual size, causing her to lose consciousness. When Montgomery the Moose and the Chocolate Lab found her, they also found a five and a half inch tall woman who said she was looking for her daughters. So now let's find out what happened next. As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. So now, here's today's Tale from the Mooseverse. You're looking for your daughters? Montgomery the Moose asked already sure of which daughters the small woman was talking about. Phoebe and Tamar, she replied, they're about my size. Have you seen them? Montgomery was too surprised to know what to say, but the chocolate lab replied, no. Who are you and what are you doing here? I'm Dorothy, Phoebe and Tamar's mother replied. After examining the chocolate lab closely, she continued gently, you don't remember me, do you, Fred? The chocolate lab's whole demeanor suddenly softened, as if considering a long-forgotten memory and trying it on for size. He used to have recurring daydreams of being a dog that was made out of flesh, bones, and fur, not chocolate, and going on adventures with two small companions as a team of some sort, but those dreams faded away a long time ago. Now they all came flooding back to him. Dorothy was one of his companions. And they weren't dreams, they were memories. And he did have a name after all. His name was Fred. Dorothy, he said with love filling his voice. Chocolate tears started to fill his eyes and he ran to hug her. The size disparity was so large that he just knocked her down, but she gave such a smile and laugh that he knew she didn't mind at all. He licked her and snuggled her as closely as he could before she gently but firmly nudged him away. Through her laughter, she said, Hey, 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 Fred, you're getting chocolate all over me. Montgomery's ears perked up. Fred the Chocolate Lab stopped and apologized, turning himself into a dog made entirely of soft fur, including a fur tongue, a fur nose, and fur eyes. The chocolate on Dorothy was still chocolate, though, and Montgomery thought now would be his time to chime in. Dorothy, my name is Montgomery, he said and Dorothy turned to look up at him as Fred snuggled in next to her. Hello, Montgomery, she replied with a polite smile. Hi, I have two things I need to tell you, Montgomery continued, trying to decide which one to tell her first. He figured he should start with the one she'd care about most. Your daughters, Phoebe and Tamar, they're good friends of mine, and they're here. I lost them, but they're here somewhere, looking for something on a map. Dorothy nodded. The news confirmed what she'd always thought about her daughters, 
that their determination and friendliness would get them here eventually. Thank you, Montgomery, she replied with another smile. Montgomery paused. He decided it might be rude to say the second thing after all, but Dorothy didn't let him forget. And what was the other thing? she asked. Oh, well, it's nothing. It's okay, she added. You can tell me. Well, it's more of a question, really. Okay, she continued. He looked embarrassed and tried to avoid eye contact. Well, he finally began, it's just that chocolate is my favorite food, and it's been really hard to be around Fred without eating him, and now you're covered in chocolate and you don't want to be. Ah, disgusting, Fred the Fur Lab said. Can you get the chocolate off me without eating me? Dorothy asked. Yeah, I can. I'm pretty good with chocolate, he bluffed. Okay, my new friend, she said. Come on, then. Montgomery tried not to show his excitement as he bent down and closed his whole mouth around Dorothy, lifting her off the ground and savoring the taste he'd missed for so long. And when he was confident that he had sucked all the chocolate off her, he spat her back out onto the ground. Dorothy looked over her clothes and cringed as she saw she was now covered in moose saliva. Okay, my bad, she said. I thought you were just going to lick me. She saw the embarrassment on Montgomery's face. It's okay, she reassured him. I've been through worse. She looked at Fred, who confirmed with a laugh now that his memories had come back. Oh yeah, she's definitely been through worse. Remember that time? He started before losing himself in laughter. The cow, she asked. In the cow, Fred finally finished through his laughter. Yeah, I couldn't make it back through all four stomachs and had to come out the other end. That was definitely worse. Before long, Dorothy, Fred, and Montgomery were all laughing. Seeing Dorothy and Fred as two old friends reunited for the first time in who knows how long made Montgomery happy and confident that they would find their other friends. Montgomery wondered how Montgomery the Mouse was doing. He missed him greatly. So what happened, Fred? Dorothy asked. You were a regular Doug. What happened to you? Well, there's this horse. Just then, Roger the giant raccoon stirred, interrupting Fred's story. She turned her head to look at the creatures close to her, then closed her eyes again before tipping her head back for an enormous yawn that reverberated through their tropical surroundings. Rolling onto her back and knocking over Montgomery the Moose in the process, she stretched her body as long as it could be to wake herself up and gave another yawn. Montgomery picked himself back up. Roger then rolled over to stand herself up and knocked him down again. Dorothy and Fred, who moved out of Roger's way each time, seemed to find the whole thing very amusing. Roger yawned once more while looking at the creatures, and deciding they didn't pose any threat to her, she asked sleepily, So, what's going on? Montgomery the Moose picked himself up again and decided to give Roger a recap. Uh, Phoebe and Tamar's mom, Dorothy, is some kind of adventurer or something. This guy used to be a dog called Fred, but now his body seems to change what it's made out of to react to the creatures around it. Oh, and I guess they've known each other for years. You used to be a lot smaller, and I'm famous apparently. Yes, you are, Montgomery the Moose, came a booming voice from the sky above. They all looked up. Their natural reaction was to be afraid of the creature that had spoken those words, the voice was deep and raspy, 
and the creature itself was a 40-foot-long scaly purple dragon with enormous wings, huge claws, and teeth larger than Dorothy. Quick, get behind me, Roger shouted to her friends, pushing them behind her, despite Fred's objections. In her new larger size, she felt brave and confident that she could handle this threat. She stood up on her hind legs to defend the group, but as the dragon came closer to them, she realized that she was more outmatched than she'd ever been in her life. The dragon landed lower on the slope leading up to them, and even from that lower ground level, the dragon's head was still higher than Roger's. Oh, Roger said quietly. That creature looked a lot smaller in the air. That's called perspective, Montgomery the Moose added helpfully. Wait, Dorothy called. Why do you assume this dragon is against us? He's not, Fred shouted. Um, look at that thing, Roger replied. I am not a threat to you, the dragon said with gravity in its voice, before wanting to set the record straight. I mean, I am a threat to you if I want to be. I am very scary. He thought better of this approach and tried to sound serious and important again. But I am not here as an enemy. I am here as an ally. He paused. But let's just be clear that I am super scary, okay? Other than Fred, who was being ignored, the group wasn't sure what to make of the dragon. But as the dragon leaned its head forward close to them, their fear soon turned to celebration when they saw two small friends riding on the dragon's head. Montgomery the Mouse and Tamar jumped off the snout and ran towards Montgomery the Moose with joy on their faces. Montgomery the Mouse clambered up onto Montgomery the Moose's back, and they both immediately felt at home now that they were back together again. Tamar, Dorothy announced her presence to her daughter. Mom, Tamar called in shock, what are you doing here? They ran to each other and embraced. If you think this is the first time your mother has been here, my young friend, you are gravely mistaken, Fred said before quietly clarifying to no one. Okay, maybe not gravely mistaken, that sounds a bit dramatic, but basically, yeah, she's been here before. Where's Phoebe? Dorothy asked. I don't know, Mom, Tamar said, feeling like she had let her mom down even beyond her own concern about her sister. We'll find her, Dorothy reassured her daughter. She's here somewhere, I can feel it. Roger wanted to hug her friends too, but wasn't sure how, and ended up simply smothering the whole group under her enormous body. She assumed that the movement underneath was their way of hugging her and rubbing her belly to show affection. Can't breathe, she heard someone say from underneath her fur. I know, she said excitedly. It's so great to see each other again. It's breathtaking. You should probably get off them, the dragon said gently. You're killing your friends. What? No, they're fine, Roger said, lifting herself off her friends and looking down at them, gasping for breath. Look! Please, panted Fred, who had now become a dog-shaped spiky cactus in an attempt to stop the smothering. Please never hug us again. Once he had regained his breath and reverted to his chocolate lab form, which Dorothy realized was his natural state these days, Fred walked forward to the dragon as the emissary of the group. The scary Stanley, he said grandly. May I introduce to you the one you've been waiting for all these years, Montgomery the Moose. And friends, Montgomery the Moose whispered. And friends. To be continued. Do your friends listen to tales from the Mooseverse? 
If you think they would enjoy it, we'd love it if you would tell them about the podcast and let them know what you enjoy about it. And with just two more episodes to come in season two, it's a perfect time for them to listen through and catch up before some final surprises. And now that you've heard this story, we'd love to hear yours. Where has Phoebe been? What adventures do you think Fred the Chocolate Lab and Dorothy got up to all those years ago? And what do you think life was like in the magical land before Montgomery the Moose and Friends showed up? We'd love to hear your stories about any of the Mooseverse characters, or even any other characters you come up with who you think would fit in the Mooseverse. And if you draw pictures while listening to Tales from the Mooseverse, we'd love to see them. If you haven't tried that, why not get some paper and pens or pencils and listen to an episode and draw whatever comes to mind. Then send in your pictures or your own stories to hello at mooseverse.com. We'll post some on mooseverse.com, and if you send in a story, we may even include a snippet on a future episode of the podcast. After all, the stories we tell and the stories you tell are all part of the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time.